Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. for my favorite part of every service is actually the reason why we are all seated here but before we move on to the word of God I want to tell you a very short story amen so about two or three years ago there was a young girl like you the first years who walked into this church she walked into the church very depressed very broken very sad the break before her admissions were very, very bad for her. So much bad news. But when she came to the church, she had a word that changed her life. And I'm very happy to inform you that that young girl, it's me standing here talking to you. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you've come here. But I want you to have an expectation for this service. That as you are going to listen to the word of God, your life will never be the same. I don't know what problem you've come with. But I'm, I'm promising you, if not for anything, just look at me. I don't look like a depressed girl, do I? Your life will never be the same again. So put your hands together and help me welcome our pastor, our mother, our shepherd, E.S. Joy Felipe Bruce. Hallelujah. I'm sure you can give a better clap unto the Lord if your hands belong to you. And if your voice is your own, add a shout, hallelujah, amen. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for a time like this. Thank you for our very first service since campus reopened. We are grateful. As we come before your word, I pray that there is no one listening to this word who will go back the same. Visit with us make yourself known to us in another way in jesus name amen and amen god bless you take your seat hallelujah wow are you glad to be in church or at least if you're not glad to be in church are you glad to be in school okay i just want to welcome you on behalf of bishop dark Heward mills amen he's the founder and the original pastor of this church amen now just to give you a little bit of feed um what, what should i say background before i start preaching so that you know where you have come to because some of you came by bus some of you walked some of you rode some of you are not really sure where you are but this is the fountain of life cathedral amen i said amen uh -huh. normally we just write f-o-l-c and we are as you can see in the middle of the campus somewhere so i believe that god placed this church here because of you yeah i believe he put it here. so tell your neighbor he put it here because of you hallelujah my name is sister joy felipe amen please don't shout so much so that they can hear the name because i've heard all kinds of funny things 
you know and you may be saying that why sister sister because the full title is so much that you cannot we keep hearing things you know uh-huh so i'm the bishop of this cathedral and in the lighthouse system you know we don't use the word bishop for women we use episcopal sister so it's a whole mouthful but as for sister day, everybody can say so tell you that's for sister day is simple yeah it's simple and it's easy and i would really want to be your pastor over these four years if you are just coming in fresh some of you are doing four years some of you are doing six years some of you are doing ten depending on what course and how much you learn depending on a lot of things amen oh are you with me yeah and you know many people think that when you are coming to school i'm very sure that depending on where you came from you've had a bit of advice you should study hard and so forth but probably nobody told you that you should also have a pastor but i want to just contend with you and argue with you for a moment and say have a pastor i did my first degree without a pastor and then i did my second degree my master's and my phd with a pastor and i can tell you that it was a different experience amen so don't wait until you have to. some people say that oh i want to experience it first the thing about experience is that it is a school everybody can enter but it's not everybody who exits you will learn by all means by experience but there's no guarantee that you'll still be standing at the end of it so just take it on board with you for free amen wow okay 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 i don't have so many minutes to talk to you this morning because we have another service that begins at 10 that will push it a little bit and i'm hoping that as things move on or as the days go by it will be easier and easier to get here this morning i've heard all kinds of interesting things some people woke up they didn't have water some woke up some there are things where somewhere their body had to sleep somewhere but I believe that all the confusion will be sorted out. So have patience. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Now, I want to say one thing that, in fact, I want to say a series of things. You find yourself here maybe because somebody invited you or because there's nothing else to do. You just, it's just part of the scenery of campus. But I want to say to you that if you find yourself here on a Sunday morning, your very first Sunday on campus, regardless of your age, because there are also mature students among us, I want to say that don't take it for granted. People often say it is how you end that matters, but that's not fully true. How you start also matters. Anybody, how many have been athletes before? You have run a race before. Let me see your hand. Ah, so those of you whose hand is down, you've never run a race before. Hey! My, 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 my. I think we have to have, I don't know, something. <laughs> but if you've ever run a race before, you will know that how you start is also important. It's very, very important. How you begin. And if you begin on the wrong note, you can easily not finish the race. You can easily be disqualified. Are you there? Yeah. You can easily be disqualified. I mean, things that you have not planned, it's possible that they will happen to you. I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm just telling you why it's important that your start has been a good start. And so if you are coming this way, I want to share with you that make sure that you continue this way. I was very happy with the film that the film stars, we call them film stars. You may call it drama from where you are coming from. But for us, this film. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. And I was happy with it because I think it is real that as you come, you're going to meet all kinds of things and you are entering into another season of your life. Yeah. In the season prior to this one, I think a lot of people were told what to do, when to do, what to do. If you didn't do it, maybe you were just a disobedient child, but this, you were told. You are now coming into the season of your life where they are not going to tell you what to do much. It's left to you. So from this point on, you can make your life or you can spoil it. Yeah, it's left to you. It's left to you. No, it's true. It's in your hands. It's, it's up to you. If you don't go to lectures, I don't think anybody will do anything. If you don't wake up in the morning, I don't think anyone will do anything. It's only your, only your, your roommates who will be complaining that you are stinking. But apart from that, you can literally do what you want. You can decide to sleep with as many guys as you like. It's not likely anybody will say anything. Because you have companions, you know. So anything is possible. You can chase as many girls as you want. But you can also decide that you're a child of God and you want to live like one. The choice is entirely yours. The one thing I can tell you is that the words of Jesus are very true. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Matthew 10, 16. Hallelujah. <clears throat> uh, please give me, I didn't ask for Amplified. You just take me to Kujovi. Let's stay there. <laughs> I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. One thing I can promise you is that you have landed in the midst of wolves. There's no two ways about it. It's as though Jesus was already walking on the campus as if he was here already today. Because these words are so relevant says, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Then he tells you what to do. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Since you have been brought into this environment or into this place, make sure that you are wise as a serpent. The film stars have already given us one scripture, but let's take it again in 1 Peter 5, 8. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Now, if you imagine that you're going to be walking around and you will see a lion, it's not likely. I'm sure where you are coming from, there were none alive there. Uh -huh. So it's not likely. But that's why it says he's as a roaring lion. It didn't say that he's a roaring lion, but he's as. In the same way a roaring lion behaves. That's how the devil of your soul or the enemy of your soul, that's how he also is working. Hallelujah. And he tells us what to do about it. He says, be vigilant. So yes, you've come on campus to experience many things. I believe many of them are good. There are also some not so good. But whatever it is you've come to experience, know that a certain vigilance is required of you. And that's why Jesus says, be wise as a serpent. Amen. Now, this enemy of our soul, if he had his way, there are a lot of things that he is going to do with us. And we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. But today, I want to show you a few reasons why the serpent is considered wise. Why did Jesus say be wise as a serpent? We don't normally think of a serpent as anything that is wise. 
We are afraid of them. Or you like them? You like to have some as a roommate? <laughs> no. They have a certain wisdom. Why are we saying that? Let me just give you a few points as to why we consider them wise. Number one, they are considered wise because, or they can be considered wise because they are flourishing where other animals have failed. There are no lions. Who has met a live lion walking down the street? You came from Accra, Kokomlimli. There's no lion there. They may have been around earlier, but we have finished all of them. In spite of their roar, in spite of their size, in spite of their strength. And if you go animal by animal, you see that most of them are on their way out. But as for serpent, snake, I can assure you that where you came from this morning, some are around. You didn't see them, but they are there. Who doubts that there's a snake around the place where you live? Who doubts? Hey, you will not mind me. Wait, 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 wait. Let us settle a few things. Some of you, I don't know what Primpro you have come with. Primpro is that you don't answer anything. You are just sitting down there. You are just, please, we don't do that here. Let's just straight. We don't do that here. Uh-huh. We don't do that here. We don't do that. You are not that old yet. Uh-huh. We are reserve it for when your bones are a little stiff. Finally, you are young. Is it okay? At the back, is it okay? To my left, is it okay? To my right, is it okay? All right, thank you very much. I'm just making sure that you are weak and you are alive. Amen? The second thing, I'm sharing with you why some possible reasons why they're saying that the serpent is wise. Number two, they're considered to be wise because they have continued to exist in spite of the fact that the world is getting more and more modern and ever modern modernizing world so you see that where there used to be nothing there's something there now one would have thought that when the forest was cleared and a road was put there they won't have any place again one would have thought that when the green grass i remember that I used to pass through Kumasi's many years ago and all this place, including where I'm standing, was a bush. So one would have thought that by clearing away bush and putting buildings and hostels, one would have imagined that by this time, there are no more snakes. But I am very happy to announce to you that they are everywhere. <laughs> Every now and again, we catch them around. Where was the last one we caught? I think somewhere over there. You see, people are sitting there crying, oh, I'm here again. Don't worry where you are, they are there. <laughs> so the world is becoming more modern, and yet they are there. And in the same way, you too must survive. In this modern world, you have more access to the weapons of self-destruction than ever before. Oh, yes. If you check the world 20, 25 years ago, it was not so easy to kill yourself. It was not so easy to go crazy. Today, it's very easy. It's very easy. It's just a tap, touch of a button and you are already on the way. I wonder why you are so quiet. Hey, I'm just waking up. Eh? Uh, yeah. Because many years ago, you want to destroy your life with drugs. You have to get up, go to a certain place, pass a certain somewhere, something, 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 and you are quiet. It's not hard. It was hard. But today, today, it's very simple. 
It's very simple. Even I can show you where to get some. See me after church. <laughs> See me after church. It's that easy. You want to spoil yourself with pornography? You just need data. The data cry, you don't have to get up and go for it. You don't have to go anywhere. Just sit where you are. You want, you want to do a little bit of gambling? Go right on your phone. So the weapons of self-destruction, they are available far more. The, set, the serpent tooth is in a modernizing world, but he's still alive. The question you should ask yourself is, will you be the same? Will you be okay at the end of these four years as you are going? As you have come to meet what you have come to meet? It's a question. Number three. <clears throat> Serpents are considered to be wise because they are able to flourish even though they are hated by everybody. Nobody likes a serpent. Oh, you like them? Nobody likes a serpent. Nobody likes a serpent. I came to inform you that if you are any form of Christian, you are also not liked. The only problem is that many of us don't have the wisdom of the serpent to know that we are not liked. And that's why we walk around agile like that. But if you will understand that your type is not liked, you have a chance of surviving. Are you in the house or you are? Yeah. yeah. The serpent seems to know it is not liked. It doesn't show itself unnecessarily when it doesn't need to. But I have been here quite some time and I have seen Christians do all kinds of things, including appearing like unbelievers. Hmm? Look like an unbeliever, you dress like an unbeliever, you behave like an unbeliever, you go everywhere like an unbeliever. And when you are done, you're expecting that things should be okay with you, that God's on your side and everything is going to be well. Well, God is never going to throw you away, but you have exposed yourself to your enemy. Now, the enemy was already looking for you and you have brought yourself. Do you think you'll survive? <laughs> you have brought yourself. Don't worry. We shall enter inside detail. You day or you know day? Yeah. Hmm. Serpents are considered to be wise because they evoke fear and respect in human beings. We don't play with them. We don't play with them at all. We don't like them, but we also don't play with them at all. Yeah, we don't play with them at all. And you see that we have a healthy respect. And as you have come onto the campus, I want to say to you, be a Christian that people fear. Uh -huh. Be a Christian. The foolish boys moving around who are looking for flesh should not consider you an option. Some of you have met them already. Because they were also around looking for a few looking for a few idiots to carry with them to their next. No, it's true. And you see, they should look at you and decide that uh, no, I don't know why, but this girl that's I just <laughs> this guy. This guy, if he enters our things, he goes spoil. We shouldn't allow him. Yeah. But when you see the proliferation of evil in the presence of Christians, it's because the Christians, you have done yourself like, I, I can't say anything. I can't do anything. I'm just here. I don't want them to be angry with me. I don't want them to be annoyed. Hey. Then it's because you don't know who you are. Hey. I'm just telling you. I'm just giving you a few reasons why, we are, why Jesus may have said the serpent is wise. No matter our feelings for them, we fear them. No matter what. No matter who, you can be six foot eight and what weight. You won't joke with a snake. 
And when we see people playing with them, we actually... Is it true or not? We ask that this person, uh, is everything okay? <laughs> is everything okay? Amen. Next one. Servants are considered to be wise because of their ability to live everywhere. Their ability, they can be anywhere and everywhere. I have found a snake in my water closet before. Yes, it had lived there. And I had lived in that house for six weeks. I didn't know it was there. Hey, but it had lived there. It was a strange set of circumstances that made me see it was there. So it means that if those circumstances had not happened, I would have been in that house. I stayed there for like two years. I'd have been there. Ah, the snake too would have been there. I remember the day we caught it. Then my next door neighbor said, Ah, I've been beating the children for nothing. Not knowing that the snake will come out and go and eat her eggs and come back in the shoe. <laughs> she came the children that they've taken her eggs. It was a snake. And they never knew in the middle of human beings that the snake was there. Are you with me? Now, why? Because it can live everywhere. As you have come here, you can see that you are living in a different place. What you are used to is not there. It's a different place. You can survive. Tell your neighbor you can survive. The gentlemen who are preaching over there, I'll invite them to come and preach on the stage very soon. Eh, the three guys are there, back there. Eh, you have come to a fancy of life cathedral. And like the, like the lecturer, we don't chill in nonsense here. <laughs> Allow him to relax. He should start talking again. He'll come and he'll be up here. <laughs> and that's what? Are we in school? No, but we're in the house of God. You can't play the fool here. Hey, I thought you have come to church. Yes, you have. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. So maybe you have found yourself in a place that you are not so sure that you like. Just say to yourself, I'll survive. Amen. I'll survive. I'll survive. Yeah, I have seen people react to the size of the rooms on the KNUST campus. I agree with you. I don't understand why anybody should be put into a chicken coop like that. I don't understand it either, but you can survive. Just say to yourself, in a few months, I'll change it. Amen. In a few months, you do what? And until that time, Charlie, yeah, you survive. It's all right. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Hallelujah. Is that all right? So don't start calling home. <laughs> the place you put me. I'm depressed because in fact, when I get up from the bed, I can't be dead. <laughs> My heart is broken. I thought I was coming to the university, but in fact, you see, you are laughing. You are doing like it's not you. But apart from being a pastor, I'm also a parent. <laughs> and I've seen some before. Hmm. Amen. Yeah. You find yourself in a room full of homosexuals. You can survive. You can survive. You don't have to become one. You, don't, you see, you are smart. <laughs> they are here. Tim, tell them that they are here. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why are you trying to frighten us? No. When you know what is there, you just be more sober. That's all. More vigilant, more prepared. The next one. They are considered wise because of their ability to accomplish their goals in this world. You see, no matter what is going on, the snake wants to continue multiplying, wants to become more, and it does. And the same with you. 
my prayer for you is that if you have entered this campus in any form of sober mind, that you also finish school with a sober mind. Amen. That if you have entered with a goal to excel, that you will also exit having fulfilled that goal. Amen. The fact that you are a Christian does not mean that you should, you should come with bad marks. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. I, don't be, I do not believe it at all. Amen. I believe that if you are a believer, you can serve God. You can do what you must do. And you can and will excel. Amen. Are you there? And so you will meet those goals. You will meet those aims. And when you go and you see that this particular test was not well, you just turn around and you redo it. Making sure that you pass well. Hallelujah. Amen. So how is it? How are we going to be wise as serpent? We have seen some of the characteristics. What are some of the things that will help you or help all of us to also thrive and also do well in a world that is not so pleasant or so tuned to us. Now, the first thing I want to share with you today, and it's the only point I'll share with you today because I think that's all that I have time for. Now, one of the things about, in fact, one of the main things about the snake is that it has inner power. It has inner power. When you look at it outwardly, it's not strong at all. A snake is just like a rope. In fact, sometimes it's even more spindly. There are some ropes that are thicker than a snake. There are some snakes, if you pick them up, they are just like a piece of hair. That's why you can enter your house and wonder whether your braid was a snake. Because your braid is on the floor. And for a moment, you're like, because a snake is just like that. So this wiggly thing, this thing that doesn't have a spine, you see, because one of the things about the snake also is that it doesn't have much. It does not, it, it cannot smell. It cannot see you. It has, they can't see far. They can also not hear. They don't have legs. They don't have arms. They don't have anything. In fact, they should be failing. And some of you, as you have come here today, you can see. As you look at other people coming and you see what they are bringing, you say, hey, I don't have anything. I came with my one gun, I must go back. And I emptied the bag and everything has fitted on one shelf. And you can easily be intimidated. And you can be in a room and you see that as you have come with your one black shoe, then your neighbor has come black, brown, green, red, blue, turquoise, violet, and you are just there. Yesterday night when you had to eat, you went and found something. Charlie, let me just look for something that something small. Oh, she has not come yet. So some kenke and some fish and pepper, some one Ghana city, 50 pesos. Then your, your roommate, Charlie, they ordered, they have already found where to order. And then they said, oh, there's a place. What do they call it? Barbecue city. They have ordered barbecue city and paid 25 Ghana cities for one meal. And as you are sitting down there eating your kinky without fish, <laughs> your roommate has spread out the chicken wings. And they will not even invite you that you're coming for one. It may be, that may be your story. That may be your story, you know, that you feel a little handicapped. A little handicapped. You and your classmates, you all said, Charlie, we're all going to do the medicine. And everybody got the eight ones and got in. 
and you got eight ones, but you didn't get in. Yeah. And the difference between them and you, just the kind of contacts that they have. And you can easily feel inferior. can easily feel handicapped. And you can easily feel that you don't match up, you see. Right now, you're all first years on campus, and as the continuing students come, you're going to see the differences even more. You're going to see that, hey, clothing is not clothing. <laughs> style is not style. <laughs> hair is not hair. <laughs> Am I talking to some people in the house? Yeah. So you can easily see something different, and you can easily feel inferior. And I wonder if the snake does not feel inferior when even dogs run past it with their four legs. But as far as we know, the snake has never sent a petition to God that prince, give me two more legs, two legs, at least two legs, at least two. No. How he is, he's accepted how he is, and yet he's doing well. And one of the reasons is that he has an inner power. Where you and I have saliva that we can spit that doesn't do anything. The snake has saliva. If you collect what he has produced just now, just the you collect it, it can finish a whole village. Because in that saliva is venom. So inside the snake, that's what we're afraid of, not the one outside. Ah, is the thing, that's why a snake that's not bitten us, we're not afraid of it. But the one that has bitten us, hey, you are very quiet. You've not met a, a snake that has bitten you before. That's why I'm looking like that. I remember one night I was walking somewhere. And I shouldn't have been in slippers, and I was. I should have been in boots. And something bit me. But it was too dark to see whether it was a snake or a scorpion. And I remember as I walked to the nearest house for help, I was thinking that either I'm seeing Jesus in a few months, so I better finish repenting now, or I'll be alive. Are you there? Because you know that when you encounter that inner power, it means something. Do believers also have inner power? Let's go to Mark chapter 7 and see. Mark 7, I'm reading from verse 20. Jesus was speaking and he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from where? Within. And defile a man. So, if somebody's life is corrupted, Jesus says that it's coming from within. In the same way, it means that if you are not corrupted by these things, there can also be things that strengthen you in your spirit. Are you here? And we want to look at some of those things. How am I going to make sure that there is a power in me that will help me to survive. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. Ask your neighbor, do you also have some inner power? Please, I'm not talking about the inner power that comes from anywhere. I'm talking about the one that comes from God. Because some of you have gone to places. I don't know where you have been. Uh -huh. And that's not the one I'm talking about. Yeah. But in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8, we meet an interesting scripture. He that soweth to his flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption. Can you give us a simpler, some more, go to, do you have the NLT? Okay, give me that NLT. Let me see whether it will help us to understand. 
those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Can you see it? So you have a choice. You can live in such a way that you will just decay. Or you live in such a way that there's a life that comes from the Spirit of God that is in you. And that is what builds your inner power. Number one, develop inner power by having a regular quiet time with God. When you move from one place to another, when you change the circumstances of your life, when you move from one season of your life to another, one of the first things to be attacked is your quiet time. Some of you, you grew up having a quiet time with God every day. And you have said to yourself, I'm going to continue to have a quiet time. And it's a very good decision you have made. But I just want to inform you that by virtue of your change of location from where you used to live to where you are, by where, who you used to live and who you live with now, by virtue of the change in your tempo of life, I mean, this act that they were doing here, it's a typical one that you see in the medical school. Can easily finish your first lecture. I wonder if you're in the correct place. And it's true. The test is next week and they have not taught you. And you are supposed to pass. <laughs> and under that pressure, it's a totally different pressure from what you had before. And you may just wonder, are you going to be able to keep it? There are also some of you, where you are coming from, you were never taught that you should have a quiet time. You were never taught that you should pray every day. And that's why I'm sharing with you today that if you really and truly want to have an inner power, that inner power that is going to help you when you meet your adversary just well, you need to have a quiet time. It's not when the girl is half undressed that you are going to start praying in tongues. No. It's too late. <laughs> Amen. It's from your time with God every day. Luke 22 and verse 43. Let's look at something nice here. Jesus was praying. He was going to face something. And the Bible says that, And there appeared unto him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. There are times when as you spend that time with God, you suddenly have an encounter. You know? And this was because he was about to go through something ahead. Are you with me? So as you have that time with God, a time when you always read your Bible, a time when you pray, you are just doing something to increase the inner strength that you have. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Okay, I'm going to have to go quite fast. Tomorrow, next week, we'll pick it up from here and continue. Number two, pray in tongues a lot because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, one that speaks in a, in a tongue edifies himself. Go back to the, okay, you can leave it here. It says, edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. We're talking about you strengthening yourself. The simpler English says, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. So when you have your time personally each day, speaking in tongues, you don't know what is ahead of you, but you just have some time speaking in tongues. You have helped yourself. You have strengthened yourself for whatever lies ahead. Amen. It is not a theory. It is a practice. Number three. I'm just giving you the numbers. I'm not saying much. We'll go into detail a bit more next week. But meditate on the word of God. 
In the book of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, Joshua was about to go into the fight of his life. He had so many people he was going to lead to go and get into their new place. And he had so many wars and battles to meet. And I would have thought that maybe God would have said, go to this person to train you to fight and go here and go there. But that's not what happened. Rather, God spoke to him in Joshua chapter 1. And he was telling him, be strong, be of good courage, do this and do that. Then in verse 8, he gave him a key. He says, the, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, being careful to do. Put the scripture there in King James so they can read it. Being careful to do all that you find therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous and then shall you have good success. His success was determined by how much he meditated and did the word of God. And your success is determined by the same. There are many Christians who make a mistake. And they say that, oh, God dear, when I don't have anything to do, then I will, work, I will serve God. When I don't have it, no, it's true. You don't say it with your mouth, but it is action. And so for some people, I have exams. So I don't come to church when I have exams. It doesn't make sense to me. I would have thought that when I have exams, that's when I need him most. At least to me, that, that's, what I mean. that's when I need him most. That's when I make sure that those times, dear Charlie, I don't joke with it. But it's one of the deceptions that he's wasting our time. How can I? He's wasting our time. Really? Here was Joshua. Read it and see. He was told that, please, leave the scripture there for a few minutes. He said that, look, meditate on it and do it. Meditate on it and do it. And then he said, then you will, have, you will be prosperous. Then you will succeed. You also have a war ahead of you. And that war is called whatever course you came to do. That will give you exams and all kinds of things that you have to do. But this scripture is also true. Amen? And it is true that if you want to be successful, make sure that the place of God's word, you don't joke with it. You don't move it. Number four. Protect your heart from evil contamination. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Are you in the house this morning? Keep your heart. One of the things that is going to happen between now and the next two weeks is that there's going to be a play for your heart. People are going to come and say, oh, but you don't have to go to church. Ah, you have left home. Then nobody can control you. <laughs> you see, keep your heart. Keep what? Keep your heart. Keep your heart. Because I have seen people come with a correct heart. Then FIFA has taken their heart away. And they sleep so late, they are awake till five in the morning, so we can't come to church and this and that and the other. I have seen young ladies who arrived on the campus. You are a virgin, you hadn't slept with any guy. I have seen them. It is when they create a mess that they come running to church. So that's why I'm telling you, don't bother to go that way. Just be around. Are you here? Just be around. Keep your heart. Don't let some silver tongued young man come and say anything to you. Please, if you are a brother, you are sitting by a sister. Tell her, I think you are very beautiful. Just tell her, just tell her. You don't have to know her. I think you are very beautiful. I think you are. If you are a sister, sitting by a sister. Tell the other sister, I think you are very beautiful. Sims, if they don't mind you, tell them yourself that you think they are very beautiful. 
Uh -huh. And tell the next one, I think you are very beautiful. I think you are very... Do you know why I'm making somebody tell you are very beautiful? Do you know why I'm letting somebody? Because some of you have never heard it before. And that is why when a guy comes looking like a leopard, a leopard smelling like something from the, this thing, when he comes with wraps, baby, sweetheart, I think, you know, where you created, the way you crafted, you know, when I look at you, you just fill that gap in my heart, you know, you are sitting here tonight, th this morning, thinking that what I'm saying, it doesn't concern you, but I want you to understand that you will fall like a ton of bricks, you won't even know when you came, tong, bong, 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 bong. that's why I'm telling somebody to tell you that you are very good looking, you are very beautiful, you are very nice, you are very, yeah. Sister, who is sitting by brother, tell the brother, I think you're a great guy. I think you're a great guy. To me, I think you're a great guy. So that when a, some sister comes, <laughs> oh, brother, <laughs> the way you are, <laughs> in fact, no, I'm very serious. You see, I used to say these things to my sons. I have biological sons only. All the daughters around me are adopted. But I used to tell my sons things. And I used to say to Charlie, guys, you are great. You are good looking guys. Man, what a guy. And I used to say it as if I was joking. So then I'll tell, I said, so that the day a girl comes to tell you, you say you have heard it. Ah, it's not new. It's not new. Now, all of them happen to be instrumentalists. The day came, the day came when my oldest son was somewhere, when a certain girl, a certain girl made a beeline and said, has anybody told you that you are very good looking? And he said, he looked at her and said, I have heard it. She said, rap no, and yejuma. The rap did not work. Look, tell the guy that, Charlie, you are a great guy. So that when some Jezebel is trying to, you don't mind me telling that you are a great guy. You don't know him. Just tell him the pastor says he's a great guy. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. Uh. Are you here? You have heard it. Uh. Amen. Why? Because it will help you to protect your heart. There's nothing new. You have heard it. Uh. You have heard it. And the last one. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. It's not my fault. You came late. <laughs> and I can see the members of the next service already eyeing me from somewhere. Hebrews 10 25. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. One of the things that will keep you is to keep yourself in the assembly of the brethren. Don't miss out on church, whatever you do. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because when you do, you have become like a charcoal. Let me ask you, how long will one charcoal lying somewhere apart, how long will it stay on fire compared to one that is together in the fellowship? The first sign for you that you are falling away is First John chapter 1 and verse 7. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. It's the first sign. The first sign of you going backwards into the darkness is stopping to fellowship. But I want to believe that nobody listening to my voice tonight, today, is going to fall back. 
Amen. I want to believe that if the first Sunday on campus has found you here, that it's going to continue to be so. Hallelujah. Just make it your plan and make up your mind. And it is one of the reasons why the student service is early. It is early so that you come no matter what is going on because right now you are free, but the time will come when there's pressure. And you'll know that, Charlie, I can just go to church. I get there 7.30, 9.30, I'm done, and I'm going back to the things that I'm going to do because there's a certain reality with that. Are you with me? If you are here, you are the type, I can't wake up early. The 10.30 service is also there. But we try to do it early. Are you there? Just to help you so that no matter what, if you were learning late on Saturday and it was too late to get up early, you'll find yourself in the 10.30. But whatever it is, keep yourself in church. Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet this morning and I want you to just pray for yourself and pray that you will have the inner power, the few things that you have heard, you will have the inner strength and the inner power to keep yourself in these days that are ahead and these years that are ahead. May it not be that you come with a, a, a what do you call it you come looking for a degree and then you leave without self-respect may it not be may it not be that you gain a degree you gain laurels and leave without the things that are most important jesus said what does it what, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul right now just pray for yourself and say lord help me as i have come thank you for letting me be in church on this first Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. I don't take it for granted, Lord. Lord, you know what is ahead. You know who my roommates are. You know who the people who will be in my class are. You know who all these people are. But Lord, as I have come, I pray that you grant me the inner strength, the inner strength to remain faithful, to grow in you, to be serious about the things of yours. This I ask in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This morning as every head is bowed and every eye is closed I want to ask you to think about your relationship with the Lord it's possible that you've been in church all your life it's also possible that you just came because someone invited you but the fact that you've been in church all your life does not mean that all is well between you and God no church can save you only Jesus can no church gave his life for you only Jesus did and so this morning, before we end the service, I want to ask you to give your life to Jesus Christ if you have not done so already. If you are here, you are in this church, I believe the Lord brought you here to deal with this one issue. Are you born again or are you not? The word born again is not somebody's mind. You'll find it in John chapter 3 and verse 3, where a church goer, somebody who was even a leader of people in an orthodox church, in the Jude, the Judaic, um, the synagogue, he came saying, asking questions. And Jesus said to him that you need to be born again to go to heaven. He said, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Very clear. Then he explained to him that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. This morning I want to ask you, is your spirit born again? Can only be born again if you have given your life to Jesus Christ. And in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10, those of you putting the verses up, you've got to move with me. You're too slow. Romans 10, 9 and 10, he says that what you have believed in your heart is what you must confess with your mouth. You've believed it, but you need to say it. 
you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And so in these few minutes, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here and you cannot say for a fact that I'm on my way to heaven, all is well with me and Jesus. If you cannot say for a fact, please, let us sort it out this first Sunday of the semester. And let us pray. You are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And lift up your right hand. Just lift it up where you are. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. God bless you. Please, take an additional step. Come to me right here in front. My sisters, come. Just come. Just step out. Step out. Let the pastors help you. Let the ushers help you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out and come. Let's sort it out this first Sunday. Just come. Leave your friend if your friend is not coming. This is between you and Jesus. Just come. God bless you. Come unto Jesus. Just come. Jesus is calling you this morning. You thought that it was a person inviting you, but it was Jesus who was calling you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you're standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Right from your heart. I want you to pray this prayer with me from your heart. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these young ones who have come and given their lives to you this Sunday. I pray that you keep them. May they be masters of inner power. Let nothing come from a place that they didn't expect to come and flood them, O oh God. Be with them. Watch over them. Keep them, O oh God, and help them. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.